again, beautiful beings of light, and welcome back to another Expand podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to talk about being fluid and maybe some of the stigma around being gay. So for those of you who are maybe new to my content or my channel, you might think that I have been gay my whole life, and that's just not the case. As a matter of fact, I have been with men my whole life until I met, I guess, the right woman. (laughs) I never thought of myself as being gay, but I also never still to this day identify with those kind of labels. So I really want to talk about labels specifically in this community. And overall, whether you're in the community or you're not, or you've never even really thought about it, I want to bring a couple of other dimensions to this concept to mind. The biggest thing that makes me feel uncomfortable about the gay community is the amount of labels that we need to have in order to identify who you feel you need to be or who you feel you are. And I understand that whatever community we are talking about, as long as they're a minority, the labels have been important in the past in order to get equal rights. So I 100% understand why labeling and labels came about in the first place. Because in order to allow everyone to be on the same level, the same page, especially the same pay bracket, and even the ability to give blood or vote, we need to recognize everyone as an equal. But I can't help to think that the more labels we have, the less equal we really feel, right? So if someone came up to me and said, well, who are you? Am I supposed to say, well, I identify as she, her, and I'm, I don't even know what all the things are. I'm a Caucasian millennial female who identifies as being uh, fluid or non-binary, or a lesbian, or bisexual, or gay, or straight. But, you know, I, uh, you know, I love riding motorcycles on the weekend. Like, uh, when does it stop? Like, I'm sorry, but why, why are we adding to the labels? Why are we continuing to divide? I feel, anyway, at a certain point in time, I, I, and I'll say this too, that I get pretty ridiculed online for having this belief that we don't need labels. I think the reason why I get ridiculed for this is because, once again, it's that equal rights, right? And I understand that we need to identify minorities in order to come together within unity. And I understand also that we're in this weird kind of flux period where not everyone has equal rights, and that's a huge issue, and we do need to address that. So let's just put that on the table (laughs) and put that aside for a second and say, what's the next step? After we've all identified all the things that we all all are, (laughs) what then? I have an uncanny feeling that we are going to go from over-identification to unification. It's like, how many times can we cut the piece of paper in half? 
before we can't do it anymore? When are we going to start to glue all of those little pieces together? I think at a systemic level, we can only glue all of the pieces together once all of the pieces are recognized as pieces. But once again, when does that end? <laughs> Hi, my name is Elizabeth April, and I love candles. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, what? Like, hi, my name is Elizabeth Abril, and I'm an artist who's kind of into kink, who loves to express myself, you know, by wearing, you know, sweatpants. I don't know, right? Like, when, like, uh, when can we all just say, hi, I'm a human being, and I'm unique, and I have a lot of fucking quirks, and this is who I am, full stop. You know, because the second that I identify with something, hi, uh, my name is Elizabeth April and I'm a sweatpant wearer, you know, oh, well, I hate sweatpants, so fuck you. You know, it's like every time we choose to identify with a label or a category, we are lending credence to polarity, right? We are, we are leaving ourselves open to, you know, the subjective identification and understanding of others, and they may not understand. And, and then there's a lot of, you know, bullshit and drama and shit to navigate within that realm and understanding. And, and, and that's okay, because we do have to navigate polarity. We do have to understand where people are coming from. But, I want to give you a a couple of terms. This is where I think we're going, okay? I know for a fact that we're not there yet, but I think that this is where we're going for the gay, I don't know, community. The number one, why can't we amalgamate all of those labels into one label, which is fluid? And I want to talk about this label as fluid for a little bit. Before I talk about fluid and being fluid and maybe some other identifiers that we can understand in a more whole and unifying way, I also want to explain a little bit about the non-binary movement. First of all, I think the non-binary movement is pretty beautiful because that's kind of another... It is another identifier, yes, for sure, and it is definitely very difficult to use the right pronouns for everyone individually. But what this is allowing us to do is to understand that we actually don't have to be just male or female uh, with how we feel. And I also really like the non-binary movement because in the past, I mean, even freaking five years ago, it was oh, well, my little girl is actually really a tomboy, so she's going to need some hormone treatment therapy to be a boy. You know, and once again, I'm probably going to get ridiculed, and I have many, many trans friends, and I'm once again in this community, but oh, I don't even know if I want to share this opinion, but I'm going to. I'm going to say it. I think that it is not right Okay, it's just my personal opinion. It's not a channeled, you know, piece of information from the universe. But it worries me that parents are making these kind of decisions for their children at an age where they don't really fully understand themselves yet. I'm just going to make that statement. Um, and it is just an opinion. All right. But it does worry me that children at the age of six years old or eight years old, basically before puberty, are 
transitioning only to find out, oh my goodness, I was just a tomboy, but I love being a woman. You know, like if if all of this was going on in my childhood, for sure my parents would question, is our little girl actually a little boy? I would talk about having a penis all the time. Mom, dad, where's my penis? When is it going to grow in? Why does Rob have one and I don't? Um, why can't I stand up to go pee? Like, I mean, literally, I was obsessed. I was obsessed. And yet, here I am, wholeheartedly in my adult life, you know, really figuring out who I am and, and really understanding that I love being a woman. I really do. I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I would never have it any other way. Part of the problem is that children are extremely connected to their past lifetimes. And in maybe their most recent past life, they were a man you know? And so they're coming in as a woman. They don't know what these body parts are. They don't really recognize their body yet. But they also chose to put themselves in this body for a reason. Are you struggling to quiet your mind and bring awareness to your reality? Well, now is the time to get woke with my amazing, energetic, physical, spiritual, mind-altering 30-day boot camp. Join the Get Woke Bootcamp today and shift your frequency tomorrow. Check out the 30-day Get Woke Bootcamp today on my website, elizabethapril.com. Now, I do want to mention, though, on a flip side, because I do see all angles. I'm not very, like, clearly just one way, you know? I'm, n- I'm never really set in stone about anything. But the other kind of angle to this is... These children who are coming in, and I want to say like maybe the adults who are making that decision for themselves, knowing wholeheartedly I was put in the wrong body. And I think absolutely they have a, a right to do that. They have, they have the absolute free will to make that choice. And, and I understand what it feels like to be put in the wrong body because I don't feel like a human, period. doesn't matter what gender I put myself in. I just don't feel like this body is mine. So I understand that, that turmoil that they go through. And so for these adults who are making these decisions, I think that it's uh, important because it's showing the world that it's okay if you don't feel comfortable that we also do have choices and that nothing ever really needs to be set in stone, right? And I, I want to mention that there are many, many interdimensional beings out there, especially the etheric ones, and there, there are physical ones too, that are androgynous. They are literally half male, half female in one body. It is, and they are some of the most beautiful beings I've ever interacted with, not just their soul, but also the way that they look. And I can't figure out, oh my goodness, are you a male? Are you a female? And so I think that five years ago, going back to what I was saying, there was only one or the other choice. You only either get to choose to be a male or a female. And if you don't feel like a male, then go ahead and be a female. If you don't feel like a female, go ahead and be a male. But now we have other options. Hey, you know what? I don't feel like one or the other, so I choose to be non-binary. I think that that could be potentially a very liberating in the middle ground to be because you maybe five years ago, maybe 20 years ago, people who feel non-binary are like, well, I don't feel female, so that must mean that I have to transition to be a male, 
right? That was a very linear, polarizing choice to be made. It's either one or the other. And now it's like, I don't have to choose. Holy shit, this is amazing. I don't have to choose. I like that. I like that non-choice. I like just, hey, here I am. I'm just me. And some non-binary identified individuals are very masculine and very feminine, right? Which it's kind of, I don't know, blows my mind. I'm like, really? Like, I really feel that energy in you of just one or the other, but you're choosing to be non-binary, which is pretty cool. So I think that there's, you know, there's definitely positives in this movement. It's allowing us to Ultimately, the end goal, I think, with the male-female dynamic and polarity, and this is where, you know, Christianity or Catholicism, maybe not all Christians, uh, definitely not, because some are very inclusive, but especially Catholics are very like, it has to be the man and the woman, you know? I believe that we all have access to both the divine feminine and the divine masculine within us. I believe that the the best place that we can all be in is to have best of both worlds in us. It's so important that we're not finding a man to complete us. We are complete within ourselves. We can be the badass boss and we can be the at-home mother. We can have all, you know, labels. I want to say, though, okay, just for those of you who are listening, if you find yourself being an individual who can play both sides, it doesn't matter what, you know, your sexuality is. It doesn't matter what you identify as. But if you feel like, oh, yeah, I can definitely see the divine masculine and the divine feminine in me, then I will tell you right now that you really need an eclectic, well-rounded partner who can match your, your unity. What I have found in my clients in the past is that individuals who have both divine masculine and feminine within them, they're complete and whole, and they have a very divine masculine partner who's like, I'm going to be the provider and protector. That dynamic doesn't really work very well. But also what I found, especially in the past couple of years, is a lot of super divine masculine bros are stepping into their divine feminine, nurturing, vulnerable, you know, healing sides. And a lot of the very divine feminine females are stepping into their badass, uh, empowered, confident provider protector sides. So naturally, no matter what your sexuality is, we are going to be completing this frequency within ourselves at a whole level, okay? So that's kind of just what I've channeled um, and understood about what's really going on. So once again, I think that there is absolutely a place for people who are transitioning because they're helping other people get away from these limiting boundaries. I think that we're going to see changes within the trans community. I think, you know, with more freeing identifiers like non-binary, once again, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And I want to go back to kind of like the labeling with sexuality, right? I mean, there's there's everything under the sun. I think that the <laughs> I think that the official, you know, term now instead of LGBTQ, it's 2S LGBTQ I, a, you know, da, 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 I just goes on. It just goes, it's, it's, you know, but what I thought was really interesting in the recent advancements of this label system is the 2S. And when I first learned about this, which was, you know, probably 10, 11 years ago now, 
long, long, long before I was ever in a in a gay relationship with a woman, I identified as two-spirited. And so 2S represents two-spirited. And what that means is it's an indigenous belief that if you're two-spirited, you have the spirit of the male and the spirit of the female. And when I learned about that, I said, well, well, this is, you know, if I was going to choose any label, this is going to be the label that I most resonate with. And, uh, and of course, I never attached myself to that label because I don't even attach myself to the label of being gay. Like, I really don't look at myself as being gay. It's just, it just feels wrong to say that because I don't, I don't like that label. Like, I love a human being. You know, it's, it's almost like nails on a chalkboard for me to, to identify as one or the other or something. So I want to go circle back around to this identifier as fluid. So I thought it was so bizarre at the age of 26 to have to, quote unquote, come out to my family and say, I'm in love with a woman. I mean, I, I never had to come out to my family and say, I'm in love with a man. I hope that's okay. Do you still love me? Do you still love me unconditionally if, if I'm with a man? You know, like, that's ridiculous. So the label that I love the most, because it is just such an open label, is the label of fluid. I identify as fluid. And to be honest, I believe that every single person on the planet is fluid, which means that maybe one day you're into men, maybe the next day you're into women. Like, I thought that I was straight, you know, I thought that I was just into men my whole life, even though I'm a tomboy and I ride motorcycles and I have oversized ripped jeans and I'm, you know, whatever. But I've always just dated men. But the reason why I think the label of fluid is all-encompassing is because every single one of us has had past lifetimes before, whether you're an old soul or a young soul. No one, and I mean no one, no human, no starseed, comes to planet Earth having this be their first, you know, go around. There's no way. There's never, there's never been a person that I have channeled over thousands and thousands of clients that has never lived in a uh, intelligent incarnation, right? Where there is an identifier as male or female, which means that we have all been male and female in past lifetimes, both on and off this planet. So, you're fluid. <laughs> Your soul is fluid. Your soul is not just one thing or another. We are all fluid within our gender identifications. We are all fluid within our, you know, sexual identifications. Like, you know, if we taught that, I'm telling you right now, if we taught past lifetimes and who we were before, if we taught that in school, all of a sudden we would have a whole population just being themselves without worrying about the labeling, right? I mean, it's so ridiculous. And, and there's so many people within the LGBTQIA2S community that are like very attached to their labels and very worried about losing the, those labels, you know? And I think that we just need to scrap all the labels and say everyone is fluid, right? We can all love who we want to love. Then all of a sudden, there's no obligation. There's no societal pressure. There's no, well, you're a woman and you got to get married to a man by the age of 25 and have kids by 28 and, and say la vie, you know? There's, there's none of that. We have to scrape all of society's norms out the door. And this is why I'm grateful for the people who are choosing to 
lead this movement, who are choosing to go to the extreme of transitioning genders, who are going to those extremes of different identifiers, because we need the extremes before we come to an equilateral place in the middle. That's what we need. We just all need to come back together. Now, if you watch my YouTube channel, you'll know that I <laughs> I have a tendency of picking on the vegans. And I don't actually pick on vegans. I do bring up veganism as a really good example a lot of the time. I, I do. And the reason why I do is because, once again, this is a great example of an identifier, a label, you know. Uh, uh, and for a lot of people who are vegan, I've such an intense label such an intense label. And I understand your love for the planet and I understand your love for the animals. And I am so grateful that there are as many vegans as there are on the planet. Like I am seriously grateful for them because they are helping uh, the methane gases. Like they are helping the planet heal by choosing not to eat meat and by uh, creating a huge uptick in alternative products. Like, I'm telling you right now, I love cheese. I'm just going to put it out there. I really do love cheese. And I eat meat intuitively just whenever my body feels like it needs it. But, you know, I don't drink milk ever. And I always have alternatives, whether it be rice milk or coconut milk or oat milk, you know. And so what's happening right now is that the dairy industry is failing because People who don't identify as vegan are choosing other options because it's like, hey, yeah, ice cream makes me sick to my stomach. You know, eating a bowl of cereal with milk makes me sick to my stomach. And uh, humans are not actually meant to be processing dairy, you know, after a certain period of time in our life, which is crazy. So the facts are out there. I mean, the information is out there. And the reason why I pick on vegans, even though I do really appreciate their choices and what they're doing, I pick on them because I've met so many vegans who utilize the label of vegan to such an extent that that is their main identifier. It's once again, it's, hi, my name is Elizabeth April. I'm a vegan, right? And immediately this picture is painted of, oh, okay, cool. So social justice and rights for the animals and, you know, and then immediately in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, don't bring up this, this and this. And then I feel stifled in who I am based on their labeling and and and, and the fight that we're going to get into eventually, you know, and that's just the past. I mean, I'm sure that the I think that there are a lot of like really down to earth and I and one of my best friends is a very down to earth real vegan and who never pushes that identifier in my face which is nice. And the other thing too is once you identify as vegan like this is what my friend went through recently her and her partner are vegan and uh, she got her partner into veganism. And then recently, she's like, you know what, I have, I, I've been dreaming about eating cheese. So I'm starting to incorporate cheese into my diet. And I'm like, well, good for you for not feeling limited or conditioned. And then she's like, yeah, but you know, I don't know how my partner is going to feel about that because they're super intense into veganism, right? And so that's, once again, it's a difficult kind of, I just feel like the second I say, well, I'm a spinach eater. All of a sudden, I am locking in every salad decision that I make moving forward to be spinach and only spinach, right? So that can be so limiting. 
this is what I don't like about any labels is how limiting it is. If you're like, well, I'm gay and I'm only into women. What if you fall in love with an amazing man? You know, what then? Right? It's like, oh my God, it's earth shattering. I have to completely, you know, kill my ego in order to even allow this possibility in. I think that that's what triggers me about these labels is that it's so limiting. You know, we, I just feel like we need to get away from them. So with veganism, I have another word that I use with diet because I have been vegan before. I have been a vegetarian for quite some time. I was raised vegetarian actually for quite a number of years. And nowadays I'm intuitive. That's what I call it. I have an intuitive diet. So if someone's like, oh, well, what do you eat, EA? I'm like, oh, well, whatever I want to eat, you know? Like, I literally leave it completely open. If one week I'm really drawn to eating fish, I'll eat and cook fish. If one week I'm drawn to eating meat, I'll cook and eat meat. If one week I'm drawn to just being vegetarian or even vegan, I'll go ahead and do that. Especially in Los Angeles, you know, Nat and I hit up vegan restaurants all the time um, without having that be an identifier, right? We, We are completely food freedom. We are completely exactly where we want to be with food. We are free with it. I am completely free with my gender identification, with my sexuality, because I don't have a label on my Instagram saying she, her, you know, I don't, you know, people are like, oh, Elizabeth, like, what do you want me to call you? Liz, EA, Elizabeth, Elizabeth April. I'm like, whatever you want, whatever feels comfortable for you. I'm not also attached to, you know, a label with my own name even. So that's it. That's what I wanted to rant about today uh, is just identifiers and how limiting they can be and how you are seriously locking yourself in to an entire lifetime of blank just because you identify with blank. And it doesn't have to be that way. We can really truly be open with who we are and with what we like and leave it, leave every door open for the change that could and probably will occur in the future as far as who you are and what you like. <laughs> Full stop. All right. So as always, I love you all so, so much. Please check out my YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe. Check out my Instagram, Facebook, TikTok pages as well. Just Elizabeth April on all of those platforms. And as always, until next time, I will see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency.